Welcome to the Somatic Healing Podcast. We are your hosts, Jen and Melody. In this space, we do the work of coming back to your body, rewiring the nervous system, and learning to run your business with ease, joy, and pleasure by finally breaking free from trauma. We dive into the link between business and the nervous system and how to create safety in the body by healing in a gentle way, which allows us to show up authentically in the world. We do all of this without spiritual bypassing, toxic positivity, or using techniques that leave you feeling stuck or re-traumatized. We're here for the long-term sustainable transformation. Welcome to this portal of expansion, healing, and correlation. Hello and welcome to the Somatic Healing Podcast. Today's episode is a live that I had with Jen today on Instagram and we talked about how, not how, but why we managed to heal from chronic anxiety and what it actually took us from going, uh, from being like, oh, I'm an anxious person, there's nothing I can do about it, like this is my life to actually feeling like, oh, my life can be full of ease and I can handle stress with more capacity without without having to be a huge deal. So it's definitely an episode that you don't want to miss out. And also at the beginning, we're going to be announcing something so cool, so magical, which is a new program that we're coming up with. It's called the Coven of Ease, and it's now at pre-pre-sale price for the next 24 hours. So DM us on Instagram if you want to jump in for the lowest price that it's ever going to be. So with that being said, I'll link you to the episode. So today we were planning to go live and talk a bit about probably our struggles with anxiety and why we mm-hmm. manage to actually heal from it right because anxiety used to be something chronic and we managed to make it like something that was actually like a normal nervous system response um yeah I mean, so, so yeah. yeah yeah and do you think before we jump into it we could talk about the COVID of is should i just quickly mention it yes i would love to i would love to <laughs> Okay, so for those who don't know, like, what are you waiting for? Like, check our stories and our emails and our private Facebook group because we have been releasing something incredible, um, which is called the Coven of East. It's our next eight weeks live group program that is going to start more or less around August. So this is for the high achiever mm-hmm. who wants to, I mean, the name says everything doesn't it like who wants to open up their bodies and their business for more ease and more freedom you know and more flow and just feel like things get to be easier isn't it like i think it's like such a proper summary and just correct me if i'm wrong no like the the name we took the name coven from like witches and how they gather in communities to try to to uh do spells which is in the at the end of the day, it's transformation, isn't it? So the Coven is a community of people who are going to come together and transform these things that are maybe pissing them off about themselves, like starting a business and realizing, oh, it's not as easy as I thought, or oh, I'm still struggling with anxiety. These things get to be uh, transformed, transformed through working with the body, working with the nervous system. Yes, absolutely. 
good, let's say if you're a high achiever, you know, like a high achieving entrepreneur and you want to have more reason to your life, we are having a pre-pre-sale of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've got 24 hours to sign up at the lowest price that is ever going to be. So just feel free to DM me or Jen with the word Coven and we'll send you details. If you have any questions, like we can just hold them for you. And that's it. I thought that was like a first nice announcement to make about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm very excited about it because this is something we've been planning for quite a long time. It's been like an idea floating around for a long time, so it's really nice for it to be coming together and for us to be putting it out there into the world. So, yes. So, yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Like, what mm-hmm. we've created, like, I'm so proud of it that I just can't wait to release it out there in the world and for people to actually jump into that, like, transformational portal, you know, that we are putting <laughs> out there. Yes. Okay, so maybe we could start by sharing a bit of what we actually wanted to talk about. Yeah, I was reflecting a little bit on my relationship with anxiety this morning, and I remember, like, as far back as me being a child, I was, I don't remember, like, pre-10 years old. I know that I had some stuff that maybe symbolised nervousness and anxiety but I remember specifically when I left primary school and then joined high school that was a big change for me and that's when I first started to notice I was quite nervous you know these things were going on in my body that I didn't really know what was going on and of course I didn't have that like roadmap I had never been taught how to deal with the big feelings because my parents unfortunately are also dysregulated so they didn't give me that those tools that I needed to regulate my own emotions and be with my own emotions and hold space for all the big stuff. So around about the age of 14, I went to the doctor and they diagnosed me with an anxiety disorder. And in a way that sort of explained things to me, it gave me that like understanding of, okay, you know, this is what's going on. But it also felt like from that point, it became an, uh, uh, oh, I've lost the word identity maybe yes an identity yes that's exactly what i was looking for it became an identity and i was reading something about the phone response this morning how the phone response can manifest in in one not wanting to be ill but getting ill or taking sort of enjoyment in having a label in some form so it gives you attention it makes you feel included so yeah i found that interesting but yeah i certainly once i had that diagnosis of anxiety it really became who i am and i I would think of myself as I'm an anxious person. I have anxiety or I am anxious. How about you? I love that. Before I jump into me, I wanted to ask you, like, how, how did it feel for you, like, to, to have anxiety? Like, what were you experiencing? Like, what were your struggles? I don't particularly remember when it first started exactly what was going on. I just remember being very, very confident in primary school and having a lot of friends and being like you know always the top of the class and always the one getting up and doing things and then when I made that shift into high school I started to start to become maybe more self-conscious and it makes sense I mean that's what happens to children around that age when they start to hit puberty but I became very like unsure of myself and nervous and I started to not want to go out with my friends as much after school I started to just have a lot of doubt and and physically I remember like having a lot of like shakes and sweating a lot a lot a lot and that carried on up into my 20s you know a lot of like not being able to breathe um losing a lot of weight 
it I lost a lot of weight um throughout that time as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember how it started, but I remember how it felt because from my twenties onwards, because throughout my twenties anxiety was like at the forefront of my life experience. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's very interesting because like I was just I asked you that question because I was reflecting and you make me you made me think as well in like how anxiety can show up in so many different ways because for me I started having anxiety since I was very 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 young I, I think mm. I told this story quite a few times I don't remember exactly how old I was like maybe 11 10 mm. I'm not sure but having that feeling of oh I have the same feeling as when I've got an exam coming but there's no exam mm. exam coming because I didn't really know how to relate to my emotions and my physical sensations and my feelings and things so I guess I did feel some sort of like discomfort inside and like lightness and I didn't know where it was coming from. So I think for me, anxiety has always been very, very physical and mental in the sense of like physical with all those physical sensations, like the worst years of my life with anxiety. I just remember this feeling of like waking up and having such, you know, like big discomfort, you know, in my throat and my chest, just feeling very, very contracted, like constricted, contracted constricted yeah yeah constricted constricted and like feeling like well it just feels like i can breathe but i'm not breathing like properly and i guess that also then the mental of like i think anxiety can come with a lot of chatter like your mind feels yeah. very 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 busy and that was like so exhausting like mentally draining to have all that noise in your head and then also all that physical discomfort that you sort of like can't run away from unless you know i was escaping through drugs and things yeah i i kind of thought that was normal because i was waking up every day that way that i i just assumed everyone else was feeling the same and sometimes i would speak to people and they wouldn't be able to relate and i'll be like what do you mean what would you mean you've had a good night's sleep like what do you mean you wake up feeling refreshed or or i'd ask people do you have a constant voice in in your head telling you bad things about yourself and some people would would obviously say yes and some people would say no so i just assumed this was like the human experience and this, this was the experience that i was going to be having for the rest of my life and it got to the point where that those anxious thoughts turned into very dark thoughts and that's when the depression came in and i think they're both very linked and when you understand the nervous system it makes sense that if your system is shifted in between that fight or flight and that shutdown response, then that's why usually anxiety and depression are diagnosed together. Yeah, definitely for me as well. And I think for me, like the same, I just thought it was something normal because I feel like my whole family struggled with it. And like there was always sort of this kind of competition, you know, between my caregivers, like they had it worse than me. So I mm. didn't make such a big deal out of it. It was extremely uncomfortable it was sort of ruining my life but it just felt like oh this is the normal and I should be grateful because my parents have it worse or whatever yeah and I was sort of reflecting as well in what you said because then even though there were moments in my life where it wasn't like such a big you know physical sensation it manifested also in other ways because when you were talking about your transitioning for example from primary to high school mm -hmm. like for mm -hmm. me that was very very weak going from well, I don't know what the equivalent would be, but like when I transitioned to university, yeah. like again as well, 
like struggling to socialize, you know, struggling to like be in public when it wasn't like that. You know, before it wasn't like that, I was always like a public speaker and I, you know, I couldn't give a shit about just showing up and speaking up and things like that. And then in uni, like my confidence went so, so low. So it's interesting because anxiety manifests, yeah, in so many different ways. And of course, then you can also see maybe I didn't feel all those physical symptoms because I was like, just numbing myself with all that weed that I was smoking or like, you know, with whatever drug I was taking that just made it easier for me to handle and escape my body because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, mine was sort of like a, in terms of socialness, it was a very steady decline. And the only time I would, like I I went from having a lot of friends and being very social and very outgoing to only really socializing when I was in a set where I would be drinking heavily. So obviously the, the alcohol then gave me that confidence that I'd been missing before. But then when I reached university, I completely crashed. Like I found it very, very difficult in that setting to to make friends, to go out. You know, I, I skipped a lot of lectures. I stayed in bed, you know, and this is maybe more so the shutdown depressive response. But the anxiety was still there. The, the, I lived in a shared flat and I remember not wanting to leave my bedroom and go and cook dinner because I could hear other people around and I could hear them having a normal life you know a normal uni life talking to each other talking about lectures making plans and I just felt like oh I was in my shell and to the point where yeah I didn't want to leave my room and even cook dinner and I used to keep a, a shoebox full of like crisps and chocolates and I would just sit stacking in my room <laughs> like a little rat <laughs> I think I think it's nice how we both bring like different experiences for people to relate to because in my way for example like it was manifesting more as a high functioning anxiety, right? Like mm-hmm. I had a normal life. I was like performing very, very well. And it can be seen, you know, from the outset as just, just very organized, very driven, very focused, very like goal oriented and all these things, but you die inside. And even if it shows up just as like mild symptoms of like waking up, and already like checking your phone or waking up and the first thing you do you know you check your emails or your to-do list or like you just like wake up and boom and like this yeah you wake up like, and you're, you're on no yeah like this this feeling that you're constantly on and you're constantly here and like the all of this is underlying anxiety right so yeah it's just interesting how it shows up in so yeah. in so many different ways i was thinking how it's like a sorry like a spectrum like it can range from those like mild that mild discomfort those like butterflies in the stomach or the feeling in the chest all the way to like complete panic attacks and i i think i've been everywhere along that spectrum at different points in my life and it just got progressively and progressively worse to the point where i was having a couple of panic attacks every day and that was that stopped my life you know i couldn't work i at this point was in my late 20s and I'd moved back in with my parents and I was struggling to you know pick up the phone and make phone calls because I was so nervous I was struggling to go out in the street to really do anything so it could it can be like high function anxiety or complete debilitating anxiety and it can shift exactly. along the way yeah yeah definitely I haven't I haven't been there but yeah it just can it can show up in so many different ways but and I mean most of most of all of our clients like they have anxiety right like they come to us because they're experiencing those symptoms in different you know like i don't 
know, like in within the whole spectrum. I don't know how to express that, but yeah, Different like the same thing. Intensity, no, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. And I think so something that was like for me very debilitating is thinking it's never going, to, it's never going to go away. Yeah. Like yeah. my family struggled with this for years. I remember having a lot of friends and my best friend, I remember her saying like, anxiety is genetic. Like, you know, yeah. like this is who you are. It's just hormonal imbalances. Like your brain just works differently. So you just have to mm. cope and you just have to take pills or things like that. So it's like, okay, as you were saying before, like this is who I am. Apparently it's very normal because everyone's struggling with it. So I guess it's just just what lives is life is. So I yeah. didn't see a way out. I just thought this is what it is, and I'm just gonna suffer forever. I felt the same. I think when you don't have any other like experience to sort of counteract that, you don't have any other evidence that life can be another way. Yeah. So I just assumed like some people are born with certain things. I was born with anxiety. You know this, or I was destined to get anxiety because of. Um, my environment because of my family because whatever i just unfortunately my experience on this planet was going to be one that was ruled by anxiety so it did feel like a miracle to sort of it does feel like a miracle to be sitting where i am today and look back and think of those times where i thought i would never change and now have that opposite experience that i needed to give me that hope and see okay it's never never going to go away fully because anxiety does have its functions you know it's part of the nervous system it's supposed to be there but it's not supposed to be there all the time and that's the difference no, it's not supposed to stop you from 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 doing living life. your life right? mm -hmm. and i just wanted to to talk about what you've just said because like all of you high achievers you know like like me that probably can relate to this feeling of like you have to constantly be fighting and constantly be facing struggles and you're like seen you know as a superhero but and it gets so exhausting like no that it doesn't have to be like that and it seemed like impossible for me like this is the this was the narrative my whole life you are meant to struggle anxiety is meant to be there you're meant to keep fighting hard life sucks he's gonna keep throwing shit at you so you just have to cope with it and know that there's other ways so yeah life is going to keep throwing shit at you like things are going to keep happening you're going to keep facing stress but it doesn't have to be the same way and now that we're having this conversation if i'm thinking about who i was and who i am now like it's so different because first of all the way i used to cope with anxiety was through drugs mostly like that what actually gave me like a you know, a break throughout my adulthood to not like have the worst time of my life because I was just basically numbing out. And now yeah. it's like, like, of course, there's stress, of course, there's times of anxiety. And the way that I hold myself through those moments, like, yes, <laughs> yes, you know, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when you were talking about this, then I had a, um, I have something to say. <laughs> I had a client ask me the other day or tell me the other day, how am I supposed to, 
how do I know I can overcome this if I don't have any proof otherwise, if I don't know any other way? And I feel like it's, I can relate to that so much. And it comes down to sort of, it requires a level of trust. And it requires, for me, it required finding other people who had done it before me to show me that it was possible. So it was looking at my mentor and her, um, her clients and seeing their transformations that gave me a bit of hope like if these people can do it and these seemingly relatively normal people you know they they didn't have anything special they're just people <laughs> uh, i think that, that sounds a bit rude but you know there wow. was no magic it was just these everyday people were able to do it so of course i can and it, it requires you to to just have a bit of faith which can be very very hard to do when you are in the depths of anxiety but i think if somebody starts on that on the healing path if they're interested in nervous system work it's because somewhere maybe the tiniest part of them knows that there has to be another way that there is another way and that's what you have to have into and here is also the power of mentorship you know and hiring support so actually someone who has done it before can be there for you because now your client even though they might be like i don't know if i'm going to get like they have the example of you like you have someone who has done it right and i think for me that was very important like what you're saying yeah just knowing that there are other people there who have done it and you're gonna doubt yourself and there are gonna be days where you think like there's no way out but most of the time you're gonna keep pulling into that hope and that inner knowing that it can get better and it's gonna get better so know that it's working it's already working if you keep you know, taking action and doing the work, it's it's working. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly the response I gave to my clients. It's like, you know, if I can do it, of course you can. You know, I didn't do anything not like over the top. I just showed up consistently. I learned my stuff. I educated myself and I applied what I know, what I knew day after day after day. And, and little by little, you see these transformations. Because all the nervous system wants at the end of the day is predictability reliability and stability and if you can give it that it opens up that space for the for the system to start regulating itself because it's not us who actually get in there and regulate the nervous system it's can we provide that safe enough space for the system to relax enough to let go of these survival responses and start to invite in that ease that we're so desperately craving and i think that's that's actually one of the first points of the whole life that is why did we heal from anxiety is because we focus on nervous system regulation because we just we are just talking about it like if people know but maybe you don't so what Jen and I do is nervous system magic basically like we focus on regulating the nervous system which is actually the root of absolutely everything like the nervous system lies the foundation for everything right so if you feel for example that you've been suffering with anxiety for a long time and you've tried different things and you show up but you keep facing like the same goals or like it goes away for a while and then it comes back and you sort of feel stuck i would encourage you to look at our work because this is actually what will provide you the foundation so every other tool or every other modality that you use it's gonna work right because you'll have that foundation of regulation within your nervous system that i like to call is sort of portal right like think about your body and your nervous system like a portal and when you work on it it expands it expands it expands and it means it's expanding the capacity for you to handle stress to handle anxiety 
and the capacity for you to actually welcome in more ease, you know, and more relaxation and more peace and more of the good things that just make this experience as a human being manageable <laughs> and like enjoyable. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you tried before to overcome anxiety? I mean, I think that there's a, <laughs> every time we talk about timelines, I'm like pre-awakening, post-awakening. <laughs> and I don't know if everyone's going to understand, but well, before I had my spiritual awakening, the ways that I tried to go with anxiety was first drugs and like medication. Yeah. You were taking along anxiety medication? I Yeah, anxiety medication. Okay. I meant like weed and like recreational drugs yeah. and then like anxiety medication. And okay. then along the way, I found like yoga and meditation. And it did help me for a while, but I went back to the same patterns and I was sort of relying on it. It felt more like a coping mechanism than actually something that was treating the root cause in my experience. What about you? Yeah, it was very similar. You know, I, I spent many, many years partying the good old days. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just taking drugs to either bring myself up out of the depression or to numb myself down from the anxiety. So depending on, it was usually a mixture of everything or anything. And then in my more spiritual years, I was doing yoga, which, you know, really did help. Definitely did help. I can't fault yoga in any way. I turned to oh. meditation, which knowing what I know now about the nervous system, it made sense that even though I thought it was helping me, what it was actually doing is just sending me into complete disassociation. I tried breath work. And again, knowing what I know about the nervous system now, it made sense that that was just the types of breath work that I, I was doing was sending, wasn't beneficial to my system at the point that I was at with my nervous system then, because that was just further dysregulating me. So it was, yeah, it was the spiritual stuff or the drugs. And then I found my way to nervous system work, thanks to you, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. I was going to mention something else, because also post-awakening, so after I had my spiritual awakening, and I sort of started understanding where it was coming from and stuff, I still tried different tools, like, for example, EFT. Yeah. Um, I was just tapping on anxiety and things like that. And it, it did give me some relief at the moment, right? But not, like, long-term. And I also, yeah. so I also do some hypnosis, like some subconscious work and some inner child work. And of course, it all had its purpose, you know, and, and, and it all had its value. But it wasn't until I really dive into nervous system work that it was actually something long term, like something like, oh, my life doesn't have anxiety as a basis anymore. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think things that I was trying were definitely at points bringing some relief but it would only be a matter of time whether that be minutes hours or days before it would be back or, or a stressful event or something would happen to trigger me and i would be right back in that loop so everything i was trying wasn't really bringing me like sustainable change and i remember when i did start diving into the nervous system um theory it gave me the answer of okay i'm anxious i know that i'm anxious 
why? Why am I anxious? And I have this scientific brain, you know, I studied science and I wanted to know what is going on and finding polyvagal theory, it gave me the answer of why. And having that why and having that understanding made so much sense to me. And that's why education is so important in this, in, with the nervous system work, because it lays the foundation without that education, nothing seems to make sense. But when you have all of that education, you can build off that. You can understand why, and then you can start adding your practices on top. So maybe we can start talking about the steps we were taking. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just reading the list of things that you sent me to talk about today. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> you can have your own stuff. Like, what I wanted to mention like most is like why we managed to and i think one of the big pieces was like we dive into nervous system work and what you were saying one of the first steps is actually knowing you know like the nervous system codes like your nervous system blueprints how your nervous system is wired you know and understanding why you're feeling all of that and then once you have that foundation you can start all the process you know of nervous system reprogramming that is what we do with our clients and what we're going to do in the coven it's really a, a for me it was like having that education okay what is it how what is going on inside my physiology and then how does that feel to me what signs tell me that i'm experiencing this fight or flight response whether that be i'm not able to sit still or i'm fidgety or my mind's racing like what is it for me personally what does anxiety mean for me how does it show up and what in my environment is triggering that response so it's it was a case of like educating myself and then observing myself and i think one of the big things and i think the same for you was creating some kind of structure and routine within my life because inside was chaotic outside was chaotic so i needed to sort of create some kind of safety some kind of structure for my system to start slowing down having that space to slow down i think having structure if you're someone who are beginning this work and have struggled with anxiety for a while and you haven't managed to do it like structure might be the first step because now for example i'm in a place in my journey where i can welcome flexibility and structure but at the beginning as you were saying because there was so much chaos chaos around me and within me i needed that so something that we recommend you know like in the first steps is actually creating some sort of routine that is just going to give your nervous system something to rely on. So, for example, you want to wake up at the same time every day. And when you wake up, the first thing that you're going to do is read a book, like whatever, right? Like whatever you yeah. choose to do. So your nervous system knows that, okay, there's a lot of mess going on. Life feels very unsafe, very unpredictable. But there's one thing that I know is that I'm going to wake up tomorrow at 7 and I am going to read a book. So slowly over time, that is gonna, I'm going to read a bit of a book. <laughs> a book every single day. Wow. You must be Otherwise a fast reader. From anxiety. <laughs> I think I want to mention here, because I, I, I think when a lot of people hear the word create a routine, it can automatically send the system into a bit of overwhelm. Like, okay, now I have to get up and I have to do yoga and I have to do this and this and this. No, it can be as simple as from my own experience it was trying to go to bed and wake up more or less the same time so my body knew what to rely on and then i started making myself 
that nourishing breakfast every morning. Do you remember? I bought myself a tiny little topper, mm. and every day I would fill it with oats and seeds and nuts and stuff, like for my portion size. So it was ready for me. I would wake up in the morning, I put it in the pan, add the the soy milk, and cook it and eat it. And I just kept doing that every single day. So for me, that was my routine. Then yeah. teaching my body that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do this one thing. Another thing that helped me was really like reducing my to-do list because I realized that the thought of always having so much to do I would have a list as long as my arm I narrowed that down to like okay today I'm gonna get this one thing done maybe (laughs) it wasn't like I'm gonna get this five six seven things done and then I'm gonna feel okay to relax it's like okay I need to go to the bank I'm just gonna go to the bank I'm not gonna then do this and this and this you know what I mean yeah I just want to jump into what you said before about that routine like I feel it's very very important that you make it like something that suits you and not let this word routine overwhelm you because probably you're someone already you're not like busy and doing all these things for business and stuff and thinking about having a routine can be very scary Mm. and here is my invitation to actually like look for one of one support so you can sort of map out you know like with us like where are you at what your nervous system is at so we can create together something that works for you because every single person is different like for me it like i did have like a whole routine i did have like a whole thing but that's probably not the case for someone else right so this is the important yeah me me and you already had in place like quite a strong sort of spiritual practice didn't we like i would wake up every morning and do yoga and meditation and things but because that's what i was used to doing i've done this for years so i already had that in place but that i don't think is what healed me it was more that the one thing it's not not that that bowl of porridge healed me but it was having that structure and that reliability but yeah it's different for everyone it's a very individual journey so not everyone needs to wake up and spend two hours in the morning it could literally be like if you read in the holistic psychologist book the, the, there was a woman who started healing with a glass of water she woke up every day and drank a glass of water you know it's that simple we can it's go from drinking a glass of water to however you want it to be yeah and it's then like i think this leads also to the next point which is you have to choose yourself like your brain is going to try to come up with all of these different excuses because it makes sense because doing all of these changes is very uncomfortable but mm. that bowl of porridge was something that made you choose yourself no matter my to-do list no matter how i'm feeling today like nothing matters what matters is that i promised myself that i was going to choose myself and i'm going to make that bowl of porridge and i'm going to do it and you did it yes. And no. Go ahead. Sorry, the the video cut a bit. No, no. Sorry, I was just saying. Yeah, it requires willpower. Definitely requires a little bit of willpower. Because no one's gonna do for you, are they? Like I could have said to you, like, can you eat this porridge for me every day? But it's not gonna do anything for my my system. Oh, can you make it for me? It's like no, you chose to do it for yourself, and I think that it comes with that choice. So there's like the um, creating some something predictable and like having some sort of like routine making yourself a priority what were you saying as well if you don't mind um we mentioned sleep like we focused on sleep hygiene i think that was a big one for me because i was 
like when we met you already had a very very good sleep routine but for me i was up and down all over the place you know some nights i'd stay up late watching tv or this and that and i tried to yeah just get into that routine of can i go to bed more or less the same time every night can i wake up at the same time every night and can i maybe try and stay off my phone a little bit before i go to bed can i read instead of watching tv you know just making these small adjustments can i make my bedroom a bit more of a safer space and we did that recently we went out and bought a plant and put it on our bedroom just to promote that, that sort of healing nice environment to be in absolutely so yeah make sure that you're taking care of your sleep routine and again this comes out to that personal choice like you might have a lot of things in mind you might be on the go but like can you do that small thing for you of like actually taking care of your sleep you know hygiene so you make sure that you are providing your body with enough rest for it to keep recovering you know and give you energy to keep going and keep healing yeah i mean at, at the end of the day it really does come down to the basic needs like can i take care of my, like if you're a baby what do you need you need sleep and you need nourishment and that's what it is can you look, look after your body in the best way that you can given your circumstances at this time like it doesn't mean that you have to go and change everything in your life in one go it's just can i make these little small adjustments in order to make my life a little bit more structured perhaps yeah yeah so it comes down to commitment it comes down to consistency it comes down to having some structure taking care of your basic needs choosing yourself over and over and over again and one that has been really coming up for me lately is not seeing myself as something that needs to be fixed yeah I keep, even to this day you know i have to remind myself like no matter what is going on inside of me physiologically i'm not broken i'm functioning as i'm supposed to function like all of these things that happen inside of me are there for a reason just maybe some of them are turned on a little bit too much or not turned on enough so it's not about there's not anything wrong with me and that's something i struggled with for years of thinking that there was something like fundamentally wrong i was very broken and i think letting go of that narrative and that's the thing i'm trying to tell my clients at the moment is that there's nothing wrong with you like really stop seeing yourself as a problem because what what you're what you need right now is to have that compassion for yourself and start seeing yourself with love instead of I need to fix this. This is not right. This needs to be different. No, I'm going to give myself all of this love, all of this safety, all of this comfort in order for me to just see the good in there, you know, and get to know myself. Because first of all, you're not a project that has to be fixed. You're not a strategy that has to be fixed. You're not a lunch that has to be fixed. Like this is you. It's got nothing to do. And I know this can be very, very difficult, like for people who are used to that like performing and stuff that you see your life through like a problem problem fixing thing but you are not a problem yeah right like don't try to fix you it's not it's not the same no i think it makes sense you know i know for myself if i go on my instagram feed it's full of sort of you know i follow a lot of um people that do this kind of work and and i'm sort of bombarded with self-help messages all the time like wellness and do this and it can give you the impression that there's something to constantly be working on so it makes sense that people are feeling this way like 
there's this urgency culture promoted as well that you must fix yourself now you must get better now you know healing is the new it's the new trend isn't it it's it's what everyone's doing so it, it makes sense that you perhaps seeing yourself in this way but i would like to push the narrative that you're not there's nothing wrong with you there's absolutely nothing wrong with you and the sooner you can start seeing yourself in that way the better i think i know like don't make your own healing personal journey into another achievement yeah. for you to reach into yeah, but... something like that and i'm saying this from experience mm-hmm. like i'm saying this because i lived it firsthand and healing started to be something that was like now this now this now this you know and it was like a constant thing and it was like reaching different levels and it was just another way for trauma to show up in the healing journey right mm-hmm. so no you're not a project you don't have to be fixed like i encourage you to have that compassion you know for yourself and understanding that you deserve that gentleness and and you are not broken there's nothing wrong with you it's just your body it's honestly just your nervous system that needs love and needs yeah. you know some magic to be able to relax again that's yeah. it the amount of times i get the question is like how long will it take <laughs> i'm like oh. i already seen in this like you said as a project it's starting off on the wrong foot like it will take as long as it takes and you know this, this work is is not you know an eight-week course a, ten, a six-month container it's it's a lifestyle change of course the containers that last this amount of time or whatever are going to be there to support you but you don't finish that course or finish that container and it's over it's no you, you know it's it's it requires a lot of it becomes a lifestyle and it becomes it because this work is so sort of gentle and subtle it doesn't require you to like change your whole life it's almost like life changes around you as you start focusing in on yourself things just at least from my experience start to sort of fall into place without too much force and that's what i really like about this work is that it's gentle it didn't require me to be burning out because before this work i was doing so much shadow work and I was exhausted. I was seeing myself with all of these triggers that I needed to sit down and look at and in order to understand where they came from and then to be with them and feel them. And I burnt out between that and constantly like entertaining myself with spiritual literature or watching Gaia. It's like, oh my God, I had to delete my Gaia subscription because it's, in my opinion, it's far too expensive for what it is. <laughs> I went back to Netflix. <laughs> I don't like the content on there. And I went back to Netflix and just allowed myself to start watching things that I enjoyed and stepping away from constantly being in this healing sphere. Definitely. Just give yourself a break. You're not, you're not a little project. And I think that time thing is one of the other requirements, like just drop the timeline, honestly. And I'm saying this like with all the love in my heart, but just drop the timeline. It's going to take time. Just know that if you're here for a quick fix, anxiety won't go away forever. Like if you want long-term results, you have to understand that you have to be here for the long game. Um, And I know this can sound harsh, but I had to have that talk with myself as well. Like I just had to be like, listen, do I want want a different life or do I want to stay where I'm at? And... I didn't want to stay where I was at, right? Like, because I was sick and I was struggling so, so much. So I was like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck it takes for me to get out of this state and to help my body heal and help my mind and my soul and everything. And it's going to take time and I'm going to want to give up for sure. And I want it to be 
over now for sure of course you want it to be over now like who doesn't who does want to stay with the discomfort no one does we're human we don't want to suffer so have mm. compassion for yourself if you want it to be fixed now for sure right but also be here for the long term because this is what's going to transform your life right yeah and i think before we finish up the one thing i would add is to not expect that transformation to be like a slap in the face you know it's not something that's gonna be like really noticeable actually like for me it was like i remember just one day waking up and feeling like oh i feel a little bit less anxious than usual and oh, i feel a bit more capable of doing xyz wherever it was it wasn't like i woke up like yes it's over you know i'm cured it was just more very subtle and the fact that it's so subtle i think gives you the indication that it's stuck you know it's made those like ingrained changes in your body um and yeah i perhaps wouldn't i don't like going around saying that i'm cured from anxiety because i think like we mentioned earlier in this talk anxiety is has its purpose it's supposed to be there i would however say that at least the situation I I'm in right now I do feel like I've overcome chronic anxiety yeah. it's not something that's there every single day like it used to be it shows up every now and again and it shows up in certain ways like even before popping on this live like I get a bit nervous about going on and speaking in front of people but the difference between now and then is that in the past that nervousness and that anxiety would have stopped me from showing up I would have said to you I'm not doing it do it yourself and then I would have beat myself up for not doing it because I wanted to do it, but I couldn't do it. But now it's like, okay, I feel anxious. Can I just orient a little bit? Can I feel my feet? And can because I do you have the capacity to stay with that normal stress response, which is I'm a bit nervous before a life. Because yeah. that, that's the thing. You can hold it now. Or maybe you just didn't go and grab a joint straight away. You stay with it, yeah. right? After you didn't grab I don't smoke joints anymore. But <laughs> 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 that's what I meant. Like, that's what I would have done before right then like we just have the capacity um you were mentioning something about being it gentle instead of like having that slap on the face and this mm. is just a proposition for you we could go live and talk about the, the show that we were watching about the celebrities with healing because it's all about the breakthrough and it's like having a big release and having a big experience and maybe sort of break it break it down a bit and compared yeah, when, to what's supposed to be like so it's in like in a trauma-informed way like in a gentle and safe way like i think that would yeah be good. when i get back to spain we can we can finish the series and then we can talk about it for sure yeah i love that and if you want to dive deeper into anxiety and all of that like jen and i are hosting a master class i yeah. think it's in about 10 days or something like that and it's gonna yeah, be it's so so 13th isn't it I think so. The 13th of June, like we can go, yeah. you can go into our profiles to make sure that you have all the details and that you sign up there. But we're going to talk about how to break the cycle specifically of high functioning anxiety, right? So, another mm -hmm. one that stops you from having like life at the one that you're just like being very functioning, like high performing, high achiever, but still struggling inside. So we're going to break down like everything that you were talking about, like all the education, so all the nervous system blueprints, so you can get to understand what's going on inside, like what is happening. Mm -hmm. You can get to understand what are the archetypes active, so your nervous system archetypes, so you can meet them with compassion 
and start taking the right steps to stop that cycle. It's going to be a free masterclass, right? So yeah. make sure that yeah. you sign up. I made a really nice presentation for it, so I think it's worth joining, even just to see the presentation. Absolutely, it's gorgeous. <laughs> like for, for those who are like me, who just like love the visual stuff and get pleasure, you know, from like things that look nice, that's what the presentation is going to be. Just very beautiful to look at. <laughs> <laughs> it's top notch. <laughs> top notch, absolutely. Um, and yeah, left you there. It's just mess with Uh, I think it's you. My connection seems fine, but you're back. Okay. Well, I thought it was you. It said it was you. It said your connection was terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And as I was saying, make sure that you message us if you want to join our private Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Remember, we have Coven. Uh, so make sure that you message us if you want to jump into the pre-pre-sale. And if you feel like you want something more like one-on-one, you need that person there, like personalized support. We both offer our different options to work with us one-on-one. So just DM us and we can have a trauma-informed chat um, to see yep. what would be the best option for you. And you can work with both of us if you can't choose. I know. Some clients do and they love it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Okay, well, Melody, I will text you in a moment to talk about other things and everyone else. I hope to hear from you soon. Yeah. Bye. Love you, Jen. Ciao. Love you. Bye. <laughs>